this is Apostle Baker J. Baker, welcoming, uh, who is a doctor in psychology, welcoming you to really telling it like it is. And I want you to know <clears throat> that I am so honored and so humbled by your allowing me to come into your space, whether it's your home, whether it's your car, wherever it is that you watch this program from. I am just honored. I mean, I'm, I, I'm, I'm truly humbled that so many people would come and, and, and watch the program and uh, receive the impartations. And I would like to hear from you, uh, you know, go to our website, mteminc.org. Uh, the, yeah, the website is www.mteminc.org. And let us know uh, the blessings. I got a call. I received a call the other day from a woman that um, had talked about the fact that or what it is that she has learned from these things and how it is that it's impacted her life. And she was talking about her culture, her uh, Hispanic culture, and how it is that uh, uh, and, and, and her Catholicism, uh, past life and different things and how it is that it had narrowed everything for her. But as we've been talking about the kingdom of God, how it has liberated her into realizing how valuable and how important she is. And I, I just think that that's marvelous that God's word would be able to go out from a screen, hit a person on the other side of the world or hit a person in another city or anywhere that his word is not bound, that there is no distance in when the spirit of God goes out. And these programs, there are so many great program, pro, programmers, you know, Apostle Calvin's program when he's able to do that. And the, even the one that he does with me, uh, 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 Apostle Barry Cook, who I'll be uh, doing a program with tomorrow. Uh, Apostle uh, Marshall McGee, who I did uh, I do one did one with yesterday. If you didn't if you didn't watch that, there's uh, I mean all of these other programmers. Please go to uh, love-unity.org and look at the programmers. Look at that. And if you desire to, uh, if you are truly a kingdom minister truly a kingdom minister, not one that's faking it, not one that's going to preach a, a thing that's not really a powerful gospel, but get in touch with uh, Pastor Joe Henry uh, on, on that website and, and uh, he'll send you an application and then you'll be interviewed and all of that so that you can help to spread the gospel of, of uh, the kingdom of God throughout the world. It is not the gospel, gospel of prosperity or healing or or any of these other things, all of these things are encompassed in it. But, uh, you know, Kingdom First TV is wanting to reach as many people as possible. This was Apostle Eddie's, this is Apostle Eddie's mandate. And, you know, uh, I'm just going to give you a little story. In the 80s, I was doing um, uh, TV and it was on the community channels. I was in Santa Cruz. I was in San Jose area and some other area too. And then there was also channel 42 that I used to go up and do programs on when uh, uh, Round House had that, had that place. And uh, many people broadcast from there. Uh, um, um, Nancy Harmon, Mark, uh, Mike Murdoch. And I mean, uh, just a number of plethora of things of uh, uh, Apostle Bob Jackson, all of us, you know, 
And uh, one, one of the things that happened in the community TV where I was in Santa Cruz and in San Jose and whatever it is, uh, they said I was controversial. And why was that? Because I was talking about the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God will offend. The kingdom of God will, uh, the words of the kingdom of God will offend our flesh, but not the spirit man. And it never intends to do that. Why is that? Because it speaks truth. It is truth. The kingdom of God is truth. And it's out to give you a better life. And that's all the, the Bible tells us to go into all the world and release the gospel of the kingdom, of the kingdom of God. And whoever will hear that word and will, will yield to it, will heed to it, their lives will be changed. It's the goal of God. The goal of the kingdom of God is to uh, allow everyone to know that they are a spiritual son of the king, that they are a spiritual son of God. In Romans 8, uh, actually, uh, 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 Romans 8, I'm teaching from some of the things that uh, Apostle uh, Jack B. Irwin uh, uh, taught. And he said this, he says, for whom he did foreknew, he also predestinated to be conformed to the image of his son, that we, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. And so we are, we are those brethren. We are that. And I'm talking spiritually in the natural. I am a woman, honey. I am a female. I am so glad to be that. And that's just an honor. I thank God every day. Oh God, you made me a woman. I am so glad about that. You know, uh, probably if he had made me a man, I'd have probably been glad about that, but he didn't. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. He made me who it is that I am. And it is an honor and a privilege to release. He didn't make me like every other woman. Why am I talking about this? I'm going to show you something about the kingdom and I'm going to show you just how unique you are. He did not make me, make me to express myself as a clone to be like any other female in this earth, to be like anybody else. So I don't go around thinking I don't fit. I don't fit in. I, I'm not like everybody else. Of course I'm not. I was not made to be like everybody else. I was made, I was uniquely, Psalms 139, I think it is, 138. It says this, that I was uniquely uniquely, wonderfully, fearfully, uniquely designed. I was designed for my purpose and I am loud. Uh, uh, you know, they say, well, ladies, or I'm not a lady, I'm a woman. Uh, women, you know, you should have this quiet spirit. It didn't say anything about a quiet voice. It said spirit. My spirit, man, is quiet. It is gentle. It is meek. It is humble. Uh, you know, uh, as Moses said, he was the most humblest man in the earth. And I say, I am the most humblest person I know. I am the most humblest person I know. Why is that? Because I know who I am. When you know who you are, then you can walk in true humility because you know that you are prosperity. You know that you are lacking nothing in you. And so your mind starts to operate in that manner. I'm never in competition with anyone. Nobody can do what it is that I do the way that I do it. Nobody else should want to. Every person. And you see, this is my purpose in life. The people that God has allowed me to, to oversee, the people that he has allowed me to mother, the people that he has allowed me to spiritually father, the people that he has allowed me to do what it is that I do with them. 
he has it so that he gives me sight to be able to see what he sees about those people. He allows me to be able to go in and grab, to go in and see, to look within. He has given me ears and eyes to see. Look at what's going on there, baby. Look at what's going on in there and see this is the purpose that I have for them. Now, here it is. I go and I get this information that he has given me, this insight, this revelation that he has given me for this person. So what do I do? It is not about me building my ministry. It is not about them helping me do this. It is not about them helping me do that. The people that I serve, serve me, but they serve me according to their gift so that I can serve them according to my gift so that I can do what it is that I do for them. It's the law of reciprocity. It is give and it shall be given unto you. What? Good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over. Will God cause people to see within you as to what it is you are given to your bosom, given to your purpose, given to all of that. But why? So that I can have that insight so that I can go in and do it. You know, Pastor Lanzine, who is my biological daughter, but she's also my spiritual daughter on, on two levels. And I saw in her things that she did not see in herself. And as I saw these things, I'm saying, okay, I have to find out who she is. I have to know her temperament. So I have to know her spirit, soul, and body. So I had to invest time in her. When she first got born again, I mean, as my daughter, daughter, period, I really didn't like her. Before she was born from above, I did not like her. She would walk in a room and it would be so dark. It was like, you know, I don't know, the Charlie Brown thing that people say or the what, whatever it is. She would walk in a room and it would be like it. the room just got depressed. I mean, my Lord, Jesus, she was she was. It, it just was not the person you wanted to be around. It was like uh, you pay her almost, and I did, to stay away. Why is that? Because you did not want to go through all of that stuff. But then the day that she called and I was able to introduce her to her true father. I was able to introduce her to the son. I was able to introduce her to who it was, the kingdom of God. And then she came to stay with me. And when she came to live with me, it was like I had to work through some things. I had to work through some things in myself. And then one day, here it was, she was going to one congregation and I was going to one in Scotts Valley. She was in Mountain View. I was in uh, Scotts Valley. And but what happened is I started having meetings. I was in this Baptist church and they kicked me out. And, um, uh, you know, uh, what had happened, I had gone through uh, cathedral and, and, and just a number of different things. But one of the things that happened to me was this. The Lord said he, he revealed something to me and he showed me who she was. He showed me the purpose that he had brought her into the earth for. He showed me her the things that were on the inside of her. He showed me her being a teacher. He showed me some of the hurts that she had. He showed me, a, 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 he revealed some of these things to me. So my job then was to go in and to, because I understood her temperament. Now this didn't happen immediately. It didn't happen overnight because we had relationship things to work out. There was a whole number of different things that there was to work out. 
she had to see me as who it was that God had made me. And then I had to see her as who it was God had made her to be, as made her to be. And she did not want to be anything like her mother, which, <laughs> which is really funny because she is more like me than she can understand. And she is such a blessing to me. She is such a blessing to me and I'm a blessing to her. I mean, you know, it's like, it, it's just, it's just, it, it, it's a God thing. But I had to see her not as my daughter, not as my child, not as Lonnie, not as Lunzine. Uh, she mispronounced her name. Her name is Lonzine, but she pronounced it Lunzine. Mispronunciation on her part. At any rate, but I had to see her as God saw her. I had to see her in her temperament because she's a chatterbox. She's always been a chatterbox. Well, this just goes to show. Now, listen to this. See, people talk about temperament is the same thing as personality, and it's not. What it is is this. She was this way from a, from a little girl. She was this way from the very beginning. I mean, at three years old, she was reading, calling animals. I mean, I'll never forget that. She wanted a dog, and she wanted to name it Abercrombie. And I couldn't even spell it at that particular time. And she was reading it out of a book. How she could, I don't know. Uh, it, it didn't have to do with anything that I was that bright. And her father was bright, but he wasn't that bright. <laughs> at any rate, what it is, is this. God started to, he, as he revealed to me who it was that she is. I didn't know that she was going to be such a prolific writer. I didn't know that she was going to be a publisher. I didn't know that she was going to be a pastor, but I did know that she was going to be a teacher. And so as I started to look into her, as I started to 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 realize who it is and her, uh, uh, she's a great orator, all of these different things. I mean, this is not a, a, a lift up Pastor Lonzine type thing, but I'm giving you an example of something. But I had to look at her and her temperament and how it is that God had done this. And it was it's a unique thing because me as a doctor in psychology, I deal with temperament, ther uh, temperament therapy and I deal with therapon and I deal with belief therapy and I do so many. I mean, I've been in this field for so long. I've done it, uh, done just about all of it. But these were what it was that he wanted me to use for her. So as I looked and I started to look at this thing that she is a sociable person. She likes people. She really likes people. She likes being around people. She likes entertaining. She likes, she likes this, this things. Well, in all of this, it was something that she does this because this is who it is that God made her to be. So the, the, because I am so different than that, uh, it was something that I had to look past what I thought she should be like and look into the spirit realm of who it is that God had made her. Now, I had to deal with that spirit. I had to deal with that soul and I had to deal with that mind. So I had to deal with all aspects of who it is that she is. And as a parent, as a spiritual parent, as a spiritual parent, not as a natural parent, but as a spiritual parent, this was my responsibility 
It was the same thing with the other people that I spiritually parent. I have to look into them. If I don't want to take the time to look into them, to let them know about their sonship, to let them know about their value, to let them know who it is that they are so that their gift can come forth, so that I can help their gift come forth, so that they can release it into the earth, then I'm not much of a spiritual parent. Why am I talking about spiritual parenting? I'm talking about that because this is what helps people to know that they are prosperity. They will not know it unless they get this, unless we who truly do know who we are, are able to impart this into them, to let them know that you can control your body, that you can control your mind, that you do not have to live in sin, that you do not have to be prideful, that you don't have to put anybody down, that you cannot put somebody down to lift yourself up because you are enough, that God has created you. He has created you with individual talents. There's parts that are tweaked on the inside of you that nobody else has. Just like nobody else has your fingerprints, just like nobody else has your nose prints, just like nobody else has your ear prints. Nobody else has your has your iris. Nobody else has these things. There's parts of you, your toe, your, your, your toe prints, all of these things that God made unique. And as God made these things uniquely in you, there is no way, there is nothing, there is no way that the adversary can make you think that you are less. If there's someone, there's, there's that spiritual parenting that lets you know how valuable you are. You see, you can't throw them away. I told you in the very beginning, how Lanzine, Pastor Lanzine used to get on my last nerve, first, last, middle, all of those nerves, right? If I had have dumped her, I would have dumped, I would have dumped a prize. I would have dumped a treasure. So what I'm saying to you is this, go through the hard things with the people that God has assigned to you. God has assigned a number of different people for me. I mean, you know, I, 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 I have this daughter, I have this son, I have this one and I have this one and all of them are unique and all of them can be a pain in the butt. All of them in the, in the natural sense, if I just looked at them in the natural sense, there would be much that I'd be to throw up my hands and make me want to holler, just make me want to holler and to walk off. But the thing of it is, is this, I've been assigned to them and they've been assigned to me. And what God has given me, just as Jesus said, I will lose none of them. Why is that? Because as I spend the time in realizing that I have to let them, I have to help them to really realize how valuable they are as spiritual sons of God and as men or women in the earth. If we don't do that, we are not releasing the kingdom of God. Look at what happened with Jesus, with his disciples. He sold into them. It was not that he had them doing things for them. Everything I have, uh, Leslie. I have, I have Crystal. I have this one. I have, I, I, I have Dury. I have uh, uh, Rodney. I have all of these people. I have Frederick. I have all of these people. Uh, and and I'm, I'm, I mentioned some. If I didn't mention your name, just, 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 just deal with it. Anyway, but I have all these people that have all of these unique characteristics, and I know each and every one of them. Why is that? Because God gave them to me 
And I have been, I mean, you know, uh, Frederick has worked my last nerve almost until God, I don't have another nerve for him. And he says, yes, you do. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. And then he shows me something, a light comes on and he shows me something. He shows me why this is and why this is and why this is and how, how I can deal with this, how I can help him here, how I can pull this out and his ministry communion and, and, and on the screen and stuff. He's always there to do all of these different things. It's because it is who he is. And when God puts people together he says in the that he was going to bring like-minded people together this has to do with sonship this has to do with relationship and what he's saying in this this is one of the things that he's saying in this is this i am going to put people together with you so that you and them can have the same mind in doing what it is that I have created, that I have, that that I have imprinted in them, that I have DNA'd in them the straight walk in which it is that they are to walk. Now, like-minded does not mean that they do things the same way that I do. They have a uniqueness. They have a, a unique way. And as I continue to look in them, then I see that. Now, my prayer for them is that they'll be teachable, that they'll be coachable, and that I will be patient. And that I will realize that they belong to God just like I do. And he loves them. He loves them just as much as he does me. So how I handle them and what I do with them is so important. I mean, he just gave me this, this, this person in my life, you know, Betty Jo and 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 oh my gosh, she just she can just be quiet, shut up. Okay. Why can I say that to her? But I have another daughter that I would not dare tell her to shut up. I would never tell her to share up, shut up, because in her is is like this this little bird, and it would crush her. But this one, it won't crush. This one has a need for this. This one doesn't. You see, so how can you, how can I, as a spiritual parent, how can I not know? When I was raising all of my children at home, Juanito and Damon and Lonzine and Belinda and, 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 and Eileen and all of them, all of them were different. Even my grandchildren, my great-grandchildren. I have a little great-granddaughter who is, oh my gosh, the little girl is tough, but her brother is not as tough as she is. He is talented. He is smart, but she articulates. She's just one of those things that, that uh, you, you know, I call her J. Jean. I call her with my middle name. I mean, I called her that from, from the time that she was born because they wouldn't name her after me. Now I'm really kind of glad because she's enough like me on, on her own. But I can tell her some things that I would never tell her brother. I can speak to her in a way that I would never speak to her brother. Why is that? Because it would crush him. It wouldn't crush her. You got to learn these people. We, as apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers, this is what it is that God is talking about. 
If you're in an ascension office, if you're in an ascension place, you were given that place of authority for a purpose and it was to build them up. It was to build them up. It's not the way that the world thinks about building up. It's not the way that the, the, the church, the spiritual religious church thinks about it. It's not even the way that the so-called kingdom, the false kingdom of God thinks about it. It's know those that you, that you dwell amongst, know those that you work with. You have to spend that time and you got to spend that time in prayer. God, show me this person. I pray God, show me me for them. Show me me and my part in them. Show me me. Show me the thing. Show me my weaknesses towards this one. Show me my weakness towards this one. Why? So that they can accomplish what it is that they need to accomplish. This is being, being prosperity. Why is it? Because uh, if I am, because I am prosperity, I have need of nothing. I am realizing I'm not all the way there, but I'm realizing day by day, moment by moment, what this truly means. This means that there is enough in me to handle, to deal, to release out of out of the inner parts of who I am, the healing, the manifestation of the finances, so that uh, we can start to we can start to live in riches and honor, 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 and then the wealth of God, so that He can establish His covenant. And once we, I mean, when we get there, as we're on our way there, we will understand. We will never get there if you are not able to be that. But see, I am love. Also, how is that? I'm talking about I am love because God is love. And as he is, so am I in the earth. You got to realize that we got work to do and we can get it done and it doesn't have to take long. It's where you have to get the mind of Christ where you have to allow this mind to live in you, that you got to walk in that security. If you want this, this is what I'm saying. You don't have to do nothing that you don't want to do, but if you want to walk in this in in, in in this realm, if you want to walk in this in this place of maturity, if you want to live the life of a weos, a mature son of God, as it says in the book of James, as you go through this, uh, uh, patience and kindness, I mean, all of those different things. Why? So that you can be complete, complete in knowing who it is that you are. There is no son of God, no true son of God that lacks anything. You lack nothing. He says, so that you can be mature and complete, lacking nothing. My time is about up. I want to uh, let you know again about my book, The Spirit of the Fear of the Lord in You. Uh, Joe Henry will put up the, the thing to show you that. Isn't that, 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 uh, that book cover is just great. Uh, um, um, Munoz, uh, uh, he did it. He's, he, he is just a fabulous person and he did the book cover and, and pastor Lonzine is the one that published it. And so I have all these people, David Munoz, I have all of these people that work with me. Why do they work with me? Not just because I I'm willing to pay them uh, or whatever, but it's because of the purpose that God has in me so that I can open up the purposes that you have in you. So I hope this has been some help to you today. I pray, I expect that it is because I did what God told me to do. So I know that there is fruit to this. And 
If you've been blessed by this ministry, please consider and, and then follow through with the consideration of uh, seeding into it. The information for that is on the screen. It will go up on the screen right now so that you can get in touch with us through Cash App, through PayPal, through Zelle, through all of that. Or there is the address. You can send the check. Any and the, all of those things. And you're going to help us to spread the gospel of the kingdom of the, of the Lord all over the world. Thank you again. This is Apostle Baker J. Baker, who is a doctor in psychology. Really telling it like it is. Bye-bye. Thank you for watching Kingdom First TV, your station for kingdom inspiration.